1: jesus said if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free the new testament gives many different images of what the christian life is like one of those images is that of a stewardship we find this throughout the new testament epistles in fact it also figured very highly in the teaching of jesus someone has said that out of 36 parables 17 of them had to do with the subject of stewardship. That's almost half of the parables Jesus told. What is a steward? Well, I guess we could sum it up with these words, we possess, but we do not own. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Hello and welcome to Set Free with author and pastor Ken Legg. And we're talking about a challenging one this week, and that is what do we do with our possessions? Are they our possessions At all. It's a very interesting question. And Ken, you made an interesting statement just then. We possess, but we
1: do not own. that sounds like something biblical to me. Well, it is biblical. Um, When we look at creation, the creation order, you know, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So Mm. this is his planet. We've arrived on his planet. He owns it. He owns everything in it. But he's actually given us an incredible privilege in our position on this planet The Bible says, in fact, in another psalm that God has crowned us with glory and honor. Now, what does that actually mean? Well, the glory, of course, is the moral image of God. We alone have been created in his moral image and been created to reflect that so that God might be glorified in us. But what does it mean to be crowned with honor? Well, I believe, you know, it it represents this, that God has given us dominion over the earth. He said, have dominion over have management, if you like, of this planet. So he's placed everything under our charge. And are we doing a very good job is (laughs) (laughs) another interesting question.
0: But we often think things are ours. We inherently gravitate towards wanting to control, wanting to own and hoard even sometimes. And some people might say, well, I've worked hard for the things that I have. Uh, And that what you're saying, if this is stewardship, that we actually don't own anything really.
1: Um, they would struggle with that. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. But the fact is that we actually weren't created to own. That's an important point to remember. Whatever we try to own usually ends up owning us. You think about that. Yeah. Whatever we try to own usually ends up owning us. And actually there's less pressure in managing than there is in owning. Uh, yeah. When we try to function as owners, we lose our sense of glory and honor that we spoke about just a moment ago, uh, the role that God has given to us in terms of that of managing this planet. Now, the desire for ownership, of course, leads to slavery, and and I guess we've only got to look to Adam to see that played out. You remember God gave uh, management of the planet to Adam, and uh, he tried to own it. He tried to stand alone from God in the way that he conducted affairs, Mm -hmm. and, of course, at the fall, he went from steward to slave, and he actually passed control of this earth over to Satan. Satan is now called the God of this world and the, the prince of this world. But of course, when Jesus came to earth to redeem us, that act of his redemption restores the created order. He puts us back in our right place. Paul says this, he says, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. So we belong to God, but, but there's not bondage in that. There's incredible freedom and liberty because stewardship actually has to do with the way that we view God, the way that we view our own lives. And uh, it influences the way that we live our lives. And uh, it restores to us that dignity of being, uh, you know, workers together with God, living for his glory and so on. I think a practical example of that difference in attitude would be someone
0: who has something near and dear to them taken away. Uh, It might be uh, their financial security, or it could be something completely different. With job as a great example, and and it highlights that you know the people who can say, "Well, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." Anyway, they've got the right, right attitude, haven't they? That they're yeah. stewards. They're not trying to, perspective. trying to hoard it. Um, Jesus, of course, used this as a major theme in the parables too, didn't he? The parable that springs to mind really is the one of of the talents. Um, you know, can you unpack that a bit?
1: Yeah, well, I think that has got to do very much with the whole subject of stewardship that we're talking about this morning. And uh, I'm sure that many of our listeners will be familiar with the parable of the talents. And in that parable, there are three main elements that, uh, that we can see and that are important for us to recognize. They are ability, responsibility, and accountability. Now, you think about that for a moment. Ability means that each one of us have received something from God. Just like each one of those men in the parables received the talent. uh, Remember the emphasis on the word received. It wasn't their own. Mm. They were given it to manage or to to administer. And that's the crazy thing anyway. If we start thinking, well,
0: you know, aren't I so good? Well, where do we get it from in the first place anyway? What did I do to, you know,
1: have the ability to do anything? Yeah, that's a very good point because you notice in that parable that they actually started competing with each other. Well, they didn't really compete with each other, but the man that got the one talent, you know, probably looked at the guy that had the three and the guy that had the the five or whatever it was, and felt, "Well, I'm inferior. I can never do as much as these guys. So I might as well not do anything." And he went away and hid his talent. But mm. the fact is, God will never compare us with others, and He doesn't want us to compete with others either. Mm. Now, of course, the next thing then, once having received uh, an ability from God, is we have a responsibility regarding that which we've uh, received, that which has been entrusted to us. Do something with it. Yeah. And what is responsibility? It's our response to the ability that we've received. And oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. As, as stewards, we've got a responsibility to use what has been given to us for the advancement of Christ's kingdom. Now, now, Paul actually makes a very good point. He says, uh, you know, it's required of a student that a man be found faithful. Now, a lot of people regard faithfulness as just kind of, oh, well, you know, we'll just do what we can and, and uh, see what happens. But it's actually, you turn the word faithful around and it's to be full of faith. God has given us something that actually is going to do some good, mm. is going to bring some fruit, mm. is going to bring glory to his name. And so as we go forth with the ability that God has given to us, responding to that ability, we do so in faith and that God is going to use it for his glory. Mm. So we have ability, responsibility, and the other one was accountability. Accountability, yeah. yeah. Of course, those two have got to go together, responsibility and accountability, because God wants us to value. Or rather, let me say that again. Uh, God wants to value us by acknowledging our faithfulness so that as we administer responsibly that which he has entrusted to us, there's actually going to come acknowledgement of that at the end of the age. The Bible says there's going to be a lot of uh, rewards that are going to be administered. Not that we do it in that sort of mercenary way, but that's just the nature of God. He He wants to reward us for our
0: faithfulness. And we saw that in the parable of the talents, that the, the master came back after the period of time and said, okay, well, what have you done? Yeah. And that's where the accountability came in. And there was a judgment act that was actually meted out at that point where he then said, well, you've, you're a good and faithful servant. He's some more responsibility, yeah. But at the other end of the scale, a guy who just buried his in the in the dirt, he called him a wicked servant, yeah. You know, and and imagine if we we're in that position before God. He's given us the ability to do something and a charge that responsibility to go and do this or that. But yeah. we get before him, and and he says, "Well,
1: what did you do? I, I don't see the results." What's he going to say to us? Yeah. Uh, That's a good point, isn't it? I mean, like, we often think of wickedness as things like murder and rape and theft and Mm. violence and all those things, but here's a man that was given uh, quite a bit in trust and did not use it to the glory of his master and... and that is wickedness, but, mm. but inaction at, is wickedness. Yeah, inaction, think, inactivity yeah. is is wickedness. And uh, let's look at the positive, because uh, I remember studying this parable once and uh, looking at the response in the Greek. Actually, when when the other two was it the man that had the two talents and the man that had the five talents gave uh, account or you know to their master at the time of reckoning, there was incredible surprise at the production that they were able to bring forth from that which their master had given to them. They said, "Look at this." Three, you gave me three or two, whatever it is, and it's brought two more. Mm. It's doubled, you know, and they were absolutely overwhelmed at what they could do with that which had been given to them. And I think that's the thing about stewardship is that God has given us uh, in our trust certain commodities, certain gifts, talents, and abilities, and so on, and we do not realize and recognize the potential fruit that can come from those things that God has entrusted into our lives.
0: Good advice this week on Christian stewardship and there's more to come tomorrow when we continue. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.